Maseches Erevin Perek Yud Mishnah Tesson Tul Perek Yud Mishnah Yud Base. We learned a few Mishnahs ago that it is permitted for somebody who is standing in a Roshus Harabim to move something in a Roshus Hayachid, or for somebody who is standing in a Roshus Hayachid to move something in a Roshus Harabim. As long as he does not need that thing in his own Roshus, he's allowed to do so, and we're not concerned that he's going to come to bring that item back into his own Roshus. Now, this Mishnah argues on that opinion. This Mishnah is the opinion of a mayor, and according to this Mishnah, one is not allowed to stand in a private domain and open something, open a lock in a public domain. And the same would apply to moving anything in the public domain. Or to stand in a and to open something in the Roshayochid, that would also be forbidden. Elohim Kain also unless he made a partition, which is at least 10 Tfachim high. So if, let's say, he is standing in the Roshayochid, so if he makes a tent fochim partition around where he is standing, then even if he would come to mistakenly bring back the key back to where he is standing, he would not have violated a malachim with because all he did was transfer something from a private domain into another private domain. And the same would apply vice versa. If he's standing in the Rishus HaYochid, and he is unlocking something in the Rishus HaRabim, so if he makes a partition around the thing which he is unlocking, then again, the wor- even if he does come to bring back the key to where he is standing, he would not have violated the Malachim Raisa because all he did was transfer something from one private domain into another private domain. Dear Rav Meir, that is the opinion of Rav Chachom said to him, and that can't be the case because Maisev of Shukshal Fatomim. There was a story which once occurred in the market of the Fatomim, of those who would fatten up animals and then sell them. Shahab Yerushalayim, which was in Yerushalayim, and the shopkeepers of those places, they would lock the doors and then place the key on the window or the windowsill, which was above the entrance. So this windowsill was above 10 tfachim from the ground and it was 4 by 4 tfachim, so it was considered to be a Rishushayachid. And these people standing in the Rishushayachid would move the key and place it on the Rishushayachid. And they weren't necessarily moving something from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah because it was never placed down in Rosh Hashanah. Or it could be that they locked it and the lock was above 10 Tfachim from the ground and so the key never even entered Rosh Hashanah. But the point is that these people were standing in the Rosh Hashanah and moving the key about and placing it in the Rosh Hashanah. So you see that this is permitted. Now the Gemara explains that actually Yerushalayim, since it is surrounded by a wall, is not actually considered to be a Rishus Harabim. It's not a Rishus HaYochid because it's very large and then the public go through it, but it is not considered to be a Rishus Harabim, rather it's considered a Carmelis. So the whole prohibition anyway of carrying from there into Rishus HaYochid is only Mijabanon. So it seems this is, n- this is not really a very good proof against Rabbi Meir, because it could be that specifically here they were allowed to do it, but then in a case where it's forbidden to carry from one domain to another, it would be forbidden. But the Gemara explains that actually Rabbi Meir held his opinion even in a case of a Carmelis. Rabbi Meir held that even if you're standing in a Carmelis, you can't move something in Yerushalayim. And therefore this is a good proof against Rabbi Meir, because you see that this was done in Yerushalayim, and the Chachomim allowed it to be done, so we see that it is permitted. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, he's not arguing, he's just saying that the facts of the story were slightly wrong, because Rabbi Yossi says that he knew about the story, but in his version of the story, Shukshul Tzamorim Hoya, it was a marketplace of people who sold wool, and not of people who fattened up animals and sold animals. Rabbi Yossi agrees to the main point of the Chachomim. Mishnah Yud, it is forbidden Midyabonon to place a bolt on a door on Shabbos if it is not connected to the door. Rather, every time you close the door, you also add this bolt onto the door. This appears to be like building, you're adding onto the structure, 
and therefore Mijabonon it's forbidden. However, if that bolt could be used for other things, it's not designated only for using as a bolt, so then it could be that it's not considered like building, because it's much more, it's clear that it's a temporary thing. So the mission brings a machlekes about this point, a bolt used to lock a door, which has a knob at the end of the bolt. So since this can be used for other things as well, such as crushing spices, for example, it's very similar to the utensil used for that. So Rebeliezer says it's still forbidden, because even though you could use it for other things, it's very clear that the main point of this item is to use it as a bolt, and it still does look like you are adding on to the building. However, Rebeliezer matter, Rebeliezer said it is permitted, since the fact that it can be used for other things means that when you add it on to the door, it looks like a very temporary thing. It can be used for spices, you're not adding a spice crusher to the door. So it's clear that it's temporary and therefore it is not like building, and it is therefore permitted. Now Rebeliezer proves his point to Rebeliezer. Om Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer said, There was a story. It once happened in a shul in Tveria. And Rebeliezer said, So their custom was to permit this, they would lock the door of the shul with a bolt with a knob at, at, at its end until Gamliel and other Chachamim came one day and they saw what the shul were doing and they told them it was forbidden. So you see from here that they also made your mistake Rabbi Yaisi and Turim and Gamliel and the Chachamim told them that I am correct and that this is forbidden. Now Rabbi Yaisi replied to him, that's your version of the story, but my version of the story Rabbi Yaisi says, is there Naguba? Their custom was to forbid this, and they would not bolt the door. But then, Boram and Gamliel and the Hazakanim, Raman Gamliel and the Zakanim came, they hit Tirulahen, and they told the people of Tavera that it was permitted. So the story you're bringing is actually a proof for me. We just have different versions of the story, but I still hold that it is permitted, as my version of the story indicates. Mishnah Aleph. Pretty much the rest of the Mishnahis of the Masechta surround a rule which is that Bamikdosh le Gozu Mishum Shavus. Things which are prohibited midrabbanon on Shabbos do not apply in the Beis Hamikdash itself. There's a discussion whether this applies to all th- all prohibitions midrabbanon, or perhaps certain midrabbanon prohibitions are very severe in that they apply even in the Beis Hamikdash. But the simple way of understanding the rule is that anything which is prohibited only midrabbanon on Shabbos is permitted in the Beis Hamikdash. There, it's for the service of Hashem, and also often the reasons for the decrees do not actually apply in the Beis Hamikdash. And so the first example of the Mishnah is Neger HaNigrar, a bolt which is used to lock a door, which drags on the ground. So we're referring to a bolt which is not, which doesn't have a knob at the end, so it would generally be forbidden to put this on the door. But this bolt is actually tied to the door, but it reaches the ground. So when you open and close the door, this bolt drags on the ground, but it is connected by a rope to the door. Says the Mishnah, one is allowed to use that bolt to lock doors in the Beit HaMikdash, but not in the Medina, in the country or outside of the Beit HaMikdash, because even though it's tied to the door, since it drags, it does give the appearance of building, and therefore Midrabonon it is forbidden. But since it's only forbidden Midrabonon, it is permitted in the Beit HaMikdash. The Hamunach, but a bolt which is placed down and not tied to the door at all, Kamachan Osur is forbidden both here and here, meaning even in the Beit HaMikdash, it is forbidden to use such a bolt on Shabbos. There's a discussion as to whether this is forbidden with Araisa, and that's why it's forbidden even in the Beit HaMikdash, or whether it's just a severe level of a Mibjabonon prohibition, because it is very similar to building, such that even in the Beit HaMikdash it is forbidden. Now Rabbi Huda is lenient in both cases. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Hamunach 
If it is a placed down bolt, meaning it's not tied at all, Mutubah Mikdosh is permitted in the Mesa Mikdosh because it is only forbidden Midyabonon. But it would be forbidden Midyabonon outside the Mesa Mikdosh. The Hanigrar, but a bolt which is tied to the door, it just drags on the ground. But Medina, it's permitted even outside of the Beit HaMikdash, and it is not forbidden Midrabanon at all. Mishnah base this Mishnah also discusses doors, but not doors of buildings, rather doors of utensils, such as cupboards and closets and the such. Now, if the door opens and closes very much similar to the door of a house, so the door is on hinges, and you open it and close it like a door of a house. So if the door of this utensil has, let's say, two hinges, it's connected at two points, but it came off of its bottom hinge. So with Yabonin, it is forbidden to reattach it, even though you can quite easily do so, as long as the top hinge is still in place, it's quite simple just to pop the bottom hinge back in place. However, it's still forbidden with Jabonon in case you come to fix it properly, in case you come to fix nails into it. But since this is only forbidden with Jabonon, one is allowed to return and put back the door onto its bottom hinge in the base Hamikdash, as long as the top hinge is still there, is still attached to the door, but not outside of the base Hamikdash since it is forbidden with Jabonon. But to put it back even into the top hinge, Meaning if the door totally came off, so then to reattach the door is literally like building. So Kanmachan Osser, it's forbidden both here and here, even in the Beis HaMikdosh it's forbidden. And once again there is a discussion amongst the Rishonim whether this is because it is forbidden mid Oraisa, or it is a severe Midyabonon prohibition, and as such forbidden even in the Beis HaMikdosh. Alright, once again Rabbi Huda is lenient and takes it down a level. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, to return the door back onto even the top hinge, meaning if the door came off totally in the Mikdash, that can only be done in the base Hamikdash because it's forbidden Midyabonon. But Vahatahtain, to just put it back onto the bottom hinge, where the door is still attached to the top hinge, or just putting it back into the bottom hinge as well, and it's quite easy to do so by Medina, that it is permitted even outside of the base Hamikdash, since it does not resemble building, and it is quite a simple task.